Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. My name is Dino Watt, and for the last 99 episodes, I have been your host, and it's been my honor and my joy to be so. And today, we are celebrating our 100th episode. And instead of having a guest on this episode, I thought I would do something a little different. Here we are at the end of the year, as uh, I'm recording this. It's about two weeks before the end of the year. And one of the goals I have every year is to read a lot of books, read as many books as I can. I average about a book every two weeks. I'm trying to improve that. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But I thought I would take this episode, our 100th episode, to number one, just say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our uh, family here, our community. You know, my goal here is always to provide the best practices for you and your business. And when I started the episode, my intention was to make sure I had a good mixture of what I call experts, people who have something to sell or offer, um, dentists, orthodontists, chiropractors, veterinarians, anybody in the private practice industry, and then also highlight some uh, doctors, if you will, I call them professionals, people who are actually owning businesses and moving the needle, hopefully in their own business, they have an idea, a system, a plan that's helped out in their business, and they want to share it here on the show. And I got to tell you, I have been overly impressed with the people that we've been able to have on this uh, show and the conversations we've been able to have. Speaking of conversations, that's really what I've always tried to strive for. I know a lot of podcasts have you know, specific questions that they ask or they let the guests give them all the questions that they want them to ask to lead them through how to offer their product or their program. But what I do is I tell each one of my guests, my goal is to act like I am the owner, business owner driving home or driving to work, listening to the show, and then asking the questions that I think I would, uh, they would ask because it piques my curiosity. I'm interested in as, as you've listened to the episodes, you know that sometimes we go off on major tangents because I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. Let's talk about that. But really, the the really main point of my show is to just highlight people and to give someone out there, anyone listening, a aha moment, a, a thought of, oh, wow, that's interesting. Whether that be through what they say or what I'm able to attack on to what they're what they're explaining or how I would implement something like that. One of my favorite features is when we are talking to professionals, often I will ask them, no matter how things are going in their business, to say, all right, so we all have challenges. What's your challenge? And I don't know what their challenge is going to be ahead of time. They don't tell me that. And I'm asking them kind of, I tell them I'm going to ask them that question but it allows me an opportunity to just give some coaching right in the moment and to hopefully help solve some of their challenges and their concerns that they're up against and in turn help you see, number one, that no one's got it all together, that everybody has challenges in their business, and number two, that maybe something that I'm going to share with them will help you in your business too, whether it be in the immediate or in the future. So thank you so much for being a part of this show and we intend to continue going. Hopefully we'll see in another 200 episodes or through the next 200 episodes or 100 episodes to get to 200. But for now, on this episode, I wanted to share with you uh, my books, books that I've been reading over the last year. Some probably, I'll even probably say 13 months out because I usually will pick a book during you know Christmas time and try to pick something up and read that there. And I must put a disclaimer here that when I say read, uh, oftentimes I will be actually audio listening to it on on audible or uh, audiobook.com because I am very much an auditory learner. However, I have gotten into the practice of actually physically reading more and more of, of the books that I have and or if I really enjoy the book, I'll typically order the the actual physical copy of the book so I can take notes in it and I can have it for reference and um, and being able to use that. And I can tell you that one of my favorite things about books is, is the information that I'm able to receive. I think there's no shortage of great information and ideas out there that I can get from a ton of different industries 
and then assimilate them over to my clients and let them and, and see how I can in, integrate it into their business. And that's what I try to do for each and every one of my clients. It just makes me, um, it makes me a better consultant and coach for sure. So as we get going, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice that I'm gonna, I'm going to not only have the uh, talk about the books, but I'm going to show you the the title or the cover, I should say, of that book. If you're not watching this, um, I will give you the name and the author of that. I'm just going to give you a quick, quick uh, breakdown of the book and what I thought about it. There might be some that I spend a little more time than others on, and that's just because of my passion between them. But I'm hoping to go through these kind of quickly, but to give you a good amount. And I've broken them down into certain categories. Before I get into those books, of course, I love books a lot because I am the author of uh, now going on four books. My fourth book will be coming out uh, beginning of next year. I'm a co-author of two other books, but my two main books that you might know me from, if you don't have them, are The Practice Rx, which is my original book. We're going into our five-year, uh, we just had our five-year anniversary. I'm probably going to do a um, a new edition this year of The Practice Rx, do some updates. Definitely going to update my picture because I feel like I've even had people come up to me and go like, I didn't recognize you. That's not you on the page. Yeah, I was a little chunkier back then, but uh, that's the Practice Rx. I This is the basis of all my business. It's actually the basis of a new program I'm going to be doing. Uh, my intention is to do middle of next year around how to write a book and a, um, a coaching program and a keynote speech all in one setting. And this is this book is the foundation of everything I do. And the the concepts and principles in here never get old. So I'm really, really proud of this book, The Practice Rx. The, pra the total or the full title is The Practice Rx, The Cure to Inner Office Drama, Politics, Low Morale, and the Overworked Burnout, Underappreciated Owner, and Other Office Ailments. So hopefully that tells you exactly what you're going to get in this book. The second book I'm going to highlight is Hire and Fire Like a Boss. It's a smaller book. It's a it's a quicker read, but it is all about how to attract the right people into your business and how to get rid of the staff infections that should not be there. Many of you know, if you've heard this show at all, that I don't use the word staff. I use the word team because a staff is an infection that nobody wants. And we don't want to hire staffs. We want to hire teams. Teams win or lose together. So those are my two books. And then my next book coming out in beginning of next year is called Mastering Virtual Exams. It is very specific to the orthodontic space. However, there is a ton of information in there for anyone who's doing anything virtually or offline, actually, if you're offline. So let's get started. I broke these books down into four different categories. Personal mastery is my first category. I believe that we must work on ourselves first and continue to gain more knowledge about ourselves uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and uh, there's uh, a lot of great information in here. So the first book that I'm going to I'm going to highlight is the book that I actually just finished and I I kicked myself because I've wanted to read this book. It's by it's called Limitless by Jim Quick, K W I K. And I've wanted, I've wanted to read this book for probably six months. I know I've had it on my shelf for at least six months. And I just kept letting other books get in the way. But here's the thing. If you're just getting started or if you want to like re-engage in learning and growth, go to this book first. Because this book is uh, Jim Quick teaches you how to learn, how to memorize, how to use your brain more effectively. And so as we're going through these other books... This will be the foundation to everything you do. I, I, this is a great book. Matter of fact, if you're watching this online, you can even see, like I have, I don't know if you can see, hope you can. Not only, I, I not only do I have highlighted places, but I have notes in the margins on these, like there I'll have, I don't know if you can see how much of that you can see, but I have notes in the margins and highlights of very specific areas. I don't highlight all over. I don't need a glow in the dark book, right? But Limitless by Jim Quick. It's uh, Limitless by Jim Quick. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. You want to learn how to learn faster, memorize things, speed read. It's all right here. This is what I'm excited about because if I would have read this first, I, I guess I would have been able to read even twice the amount of books that I did last time. And I have a goal next year through this book to uh, try to hit a book average, a book a week. So that's my first book recommendation for you. 
The next book recommendation is another more recent one. And it's by a friend of mine who I just, I admire a lot. I'm actually, well, it's by two guys that I admire a lot. It's called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Ben Hardy. So Dan Sullivan is someone who runs the Strategic Coach. He's the founder of Strategic Coach. Uh, I am a member of Strategic Coach. So, you know, just a full disclosure there. I, I really love the stuff that I get out of Strategic Coach and I'm able to uh, look at my business a little differently, look at myself a little differently. And Ben Hardy is, he's actually got two books on this list because I'm going to talk about another one of his books later on. But um, he is a great guy, just just tons of information. His very first book that I know of anyway, it was called um, Willpower Doesn't Work. It's a great book. And then we'll talk about another one of his book, but Who Not How. It basically is that. It's a book to help you understand the importance of finding more who's in your life, not how can you get stuff done. So you are a genius at the thing that you're a genius at. You are probably doing way more things than you need to be doing in your life. So who not how shares with you the ideas, concepts, and techniques on how you can actually find more who's to get the stuff that you should not be doing done and not think to yourself how. As a matter of fact, one of the main principles is if you are thinking in your business, wow, how am I going to find time or how am I going to figure that out or how am I going to whatever, anytime you say how, you're actually losing money if it's not about being in your genius. So Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy. The next book on my list is Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. So uh, Tiny Habits is, uh, B.J. Fogg, I should say, is probably the uh, most um, well-respected researcher when it comes to Tiny Habits. I'm sure you've heard about uh, Atomic Habits and... um, uh, What's the other one? The the Power of Habit, I think it is. And that's one of the books I've recommended for years. Tiny Habits is about uh, how to make small, little, tiny changes in your life that will change everything else in your life. So I'm going to give you uh, just a quick example of this in my own life. And that was um, two things. Number one is that I have a very specific morning routine, which we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, in my life, but there's one thing that I've changed in my morning routine that has totally helped me. And because of these tiny little habits that is, and this sounds silly, but he talks about it in the book. So you'll, you'll get this is that he talked about in the book, how he wanted to do, um, get more exercise in and more pushups, but you know, go to the gym and also everything that makes it challenging and, uh, stopped him from doing it. So he decided he was going to do two pushups every time he went to the bathroom. So every time he went for a little number one, he would leave that uh, bathroom and he would do uh, two push-ups. So I adopted that and I do five push-ups every time I go to the bathroom. And the uh, second thing that I've done that wasn't a um, habit that he talked about, but he has a thing on here, uh, talk calls it the Tiny Habits Map, the motivational map. And it's about motivation and, um, and uh, ease of access to do. And I had decided that I wanted to change a little bit in my uh, eating and, and eating habits in how much soda I drink in. And so I, about four months ago, no, it's probably about three months ago, I gave up soda altogether and I only drink water or fizzy water. So that's been a very interesting thing for me. But the cool thing about it is that when we're talking about motivating people to do anything in our team and in ourselves, if we make thing, things high motivation and easy to do, they're more likely to do it. It's a lot of great information in there. B.J. Fogg's Tiny Habits. Go get it. It's awesome. All right. Next book is uh, Michael Burnoff's Average Sucks. Okay. So that's a great title for a book, right? Michael Burnoff, Average Sucks. Uh, why you don't get what you want and what to do about it. So Michael is a neurolinguistics programming uh, genius. He runs a lot of events where it helps people have mental breakthroughs. And the idea in Average Sucks is that you are, um, we're always kind of competing against our our best average. And that's what we're going for. It's like, well, you know, I'm better than that person or I'm better than that because that's the new average we want to get to. But we're trying, but he wants you to break through the average and first of all, recognize what your averages are and then break through it. This is really a great book and so good that I actually asked Michael to Michael's in one of my masterminds with me and I've asked him to come and speak at my event on January 15th. I have an event going on called the Tip of the Spear, which is a leader only business for the leadership, you know, the 
the trailblazer, the, the, the one that's in charge of the business, right? Uh, I have him coming and speaking to our group. And anybody who signs up for that event is going to get his book as a gift from me. So Average Sucks by Michael Burnoff. Okay, next is Play Bigger. Now, Play Bigger is by uh, four different guys. Al Ramadan, Dave Peterson, Christopher Lockheed, and Kevin Maney. And it's called Play Bigger, How Pirates, Dreamers, and Innovators Create and Dominate Markets. Now, this book is based around uh, all these guys are big players in the Silicon Valley space. And it talks, basically what they're doing is they're teaching how to create new categories inside of industries and uh, how to create, design, and map out uh, those, I guess all three of those words are the same thing, uh, create, design, and dominate, I guess the uh, the your space, whatever that space is for the new category. Now, the reason why this book resonates with me so much is that I have created a brand new business in the last uh, three months that is going to be launching first quarter of next year. And this was a big, um, I guess, not rule, but guidebook, guidebook for me when it came to thinking about that business and how it's going to affect people and what do I want to do and how do I want to play bigger by creating a brand new category. So creating a new category isn't the easiest thing to do, but in our industry, in the orthodontic industry, I am creating a brand new category with this new startup. And so that play bigger was a really, really great way to, to, to map out what we wanted to do. So if you want to learn more about business, you want to learn more about how people succeed and fail, even if you're in an industry that's not going to be a new category. What I mean by new category is like Uber is a new category of taxi service, right? Or uh, for those of you that are in the orthodontic space, right? Invisalign became a new category in the space. Um, Embrace in the orthodontic industry is a new category of of treatment of uh, of of uh, yeah braces, if you will. So that's a new category. So Play Bigger is a great book. Okay, so this next book is called Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. This is one that. Um, is a book that I actually recommend a lot of my male doctors to read because it is very focused on females. It is uh, called, the subtitle is Stop Believing the Lies About Who You Are So You Can Become Who You Were Meant to Be. And it very much is about female empowerment and about how women think and the stress and the frustration and overwhelm that they have and the, the, the expectations they put on themselves. And I think it's really good for male doctors and consultants even to read so they can have a little more empathy and so they can actually talk to them in a different manner and understand what they're going through. Now, I got to say, as my quick review, and I know I haven't been really reviewing a lot of these books, but um, with this one, I it made me want to write the book, dude, put your shoulders back, right? Dude, stand up, put your shoulders back uh, type book because I was a lot about that and I wanted to, I want to recognize that there's a lot of um, men that have a lot of mental struggles too uh, as well. But for an understanding on the book, on, on the women that you work with in your practice and your wives, your daughters, Girl, Wash Your Face is a, is a really good read. All right. Uh, next is, it's a physical book I have here. This is the second book from Ben Hardy and it's called Personality Isn't Permanent. If you have ever taken a uh, personality quiz like your, um, what's it called? The... Are you, are you, which 90210 character are you? Which friends character are you? All the way up to the Briggs Myers and the um, uh, Colby test and stuff like that. Uh, Colby's a little different, but uh, what's the other one? The disc. There you go. Disc test and the Briggs Myers. This uh, book kind of def- uh, debunks a lot of that information because it helps you understand that your personality isn't set. And it will change and grow throughout your lifetime and that you can actually break free from some of the personality uh, challenges that you have or the the characteristic challenges that you have that these types of tests kind of label you as. You know, I know a lot of people who are like, well, you know, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm an I or I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a C or, uh, you know, Briggs Myers says that I do I do this. So that's just who I am and can't really expect more of me than that. And I was lucky enough to interview Ben on my podcast. Maybe you heard that episode. If you didn't, go back and listen to that. And it's a really, really great read. Really easy read, but a lot of great research around how many of those 
personality tests are not based in any type of science whatsoever. So really great. All right. That is the end of the personal mastery group uh, there. And the next group that I want to move to type of books is uh, books to improve your business acumen. Love that word acumen. So the first book is not on my, um, I don't have it physically. So this next one is, This is Marketing by Seth Godin is the first book that I'm going to put in this category. I believe all of your marketing departments, anybody who's in your marketing team and your TC group, they all should, if you have a treatment coordinator, anybody who's in sales or marketing in your team should be reading stuff from, especially uh, pretty much anything in this category that I'm going to talk about with your business acumen, but Seth Godin is so wise and so smart. There's a ton of really great ideas in this. I really enjoyed this read. Uh, it was a quick read, but he's just got so many great aha moments and backs it all up with studies and research, which is great. So This is Marketing by Seth Godin is my next recommendation. The next book is uh, Vivid Vision. Uh, over here, sorry. Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold. I always say the number one thing that you must have as a leader is your vision and understanding where to go. If you don't have a vision, why would people follow you? If you don't have a vision, how do you, we know where you're trying to go? And I, I don't know about you, but I don't really enjoy road trips where people have no clue where we're going. That's very frustrating. Well, don't have your team members feel like they're on a road trip and you don't know where you're going. Cameron puts together an amazing, very easy read here. Um, and I think you can you can read this on a Saturday, right? It's a very easy read. It's like what a hundred and sixty three pages, I guess. Where and it's a smaller smaller book, um, where he walks you through how to actually create a vivid vision, not just a vision, but a vivid vision. Where part of his uh, training, which I I really resonate with it because I do the same thing. Sometimes you find stuff in books and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally. Thought of, I thought of that. I thought I thought of that. Or, um, oh my gosh, uh, that's exactly the way that I think, whether it be around core values or in this case, vision is uh, thinking three years out. You know, so at this point, it would be December uh, 31st, 2023, I guess it would be. Yeah. That, that would be three years out. What does your business look like? And in every aspect. And so he walks you through all the different aspects to look at when it comes to your business. So Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold. All right, next is actually a very special one. It's called Ego Authority Failure by Derek Gaunt. Now, you're gonna get to know a lot about this book if you listen to this very next episode right here on this podcast because my 101 well, first episode is an interview with Derek Gaunt, the author of Ego Authority Failure, who is a uh, business partner with Chris Voss that we're going to talk about in a little bit later on. And uh, it's a really great look into how you take your ego sometimes and, and, and expand it in the, in the wrong way. And he gives all these great examples of people who t had an ego about their job or their position and use that to gain more authority. But that ultimately became the failure of their business or their position in that business. Really great read. Uh, I think I have it here. Sorry, I didn't put it up on the. There it is. There you go. Ego Authority Failure by Derek Gaunt. That's the next book right there. I highly recommend it. And like I said, just listen to the next episode and the podcast, and you're going to hear a lot about Derek Gaunt and his thoughts. And I go very deep into uh, the different ideas in his uh, in his book and his thought process here. And he was a uh, a FBI negotiator. So he has a lot of information around how ego can destroy things and really, you know, turn things badly very quickly. So go check that out. Ego authority failure. All right. The next one is, do, 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 it's right up here too. It's the Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. This Go-Giver is a very simple story. You can listen to it in a, a few hours. You can read it in a few hours as well. And, um, it's just a really great story that I think everybody on your team should read around how to go the extra mile, how to really um, be willing to to give more. Now, here's my favorite part of this book. I'll tell you this right now. My favorite part of this book is the is towards the end. So no spoiler alerts, right? But he the the main character in here has to learn that in order to be a great giver, you have to be a great receiver. 
And one of the challenges that I see in so many offices is that the people in the office and also the doctors are not great receivers. And so I love that they point out that, yes, we want to be charitable. We want to give back. We want to, you know, help people. And that's going to, the more we help and give to people, the more we're going to be able to grow, which is totally true. And we also have to be willing to receive and the best givers are also the best receivers. So I thought that was really, really good in this book. So go check that out. The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. All right. The next book on my list is, I know I have a lot of them here as, um, I think this is it here. Yep. Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Um, I know there's not a lot of females on this list here, and I do not do that intentionally. It's just there aren't, uh, I haven't found, I should say, a ton of leadership books that, or uh, business books that really spark my interest as much or have been uh, referred to me. And I please don't send any emails, nasty emails to me or whatever. If you have some great books uh, by female leaders, then please like send them over to me. Uh, that's not to say there's not great authors and great leaders out there. It's just that these are the ones that have been rec- recommended to me and really resonated with me. So Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. She's uh, got some really great information in here. And it was awesome to be able to see how she runs her business and some of the ideas that we can take into our own business. I'll give you one quick example of that inside this book. She talks about uh, the idea how for uh, to avoid miscommunication inside their business they have a rule where it's called the paint me a picture rule. It's kind of like the vivid vision with the, with uh, Cameron Harrell that we were just talking about. But whenever you ask somebody to do something and there is any vagueness whatsoever, like they're not sure what you're at, what you're talking about, it is upon them It's their responsibility to say, you know what, paint me a picture of how you want this to look in the end. Paint me a picture of how you see this happening. And that way you can create some more clarity around the thing that you're asking them to do. And I thought that was really smart. There's a ton of really great stuff in here. So Brene's awesome. She's got a, she's got a great Netflix special out there. So Dare to Lead from Brene Brown. All right. The next book is going is a very interesting book. It's called The Infinite Game. It's by Simon Sinek. Now, I know many of you have heard the book uh, Start With Why from Simon Sinek. And that's not on my list because I read that years ago. So that's not a book that I read this year. So the infinite game, I'll tell you, I love the concept. I really do. I love uh, what he talks about in here about thinking about everything as, uh, uh, sorry, not everything, uh, dividing things into infinite versus finite. And so an example of that would be that there's, we sometimes look at business, especially when it comes to our competitors as a, uh, a finite game, like a competitive thing. And the fact of the matter is that there's no winner at the end of the day. There's no winner of business, right? Nobody's crowned the winner of business. No one's crowned the winner of life. But um, there are some finite things that we need to be looking at as well. So he starts, he's, his whole goal is to get you to think more on the infinite level. Now, that being said, I will say that this is one of the first books that about three quarters way through, it, it really uh, was a little bit more challenging for me to get through. I think some authors have a challenge with repeating themselves over and over and over, saying the same thing they said in chapter one for 12 more chapters, just in a different way. And I know that's that's intentional on some because they want to like make sure they drill in that point. Um, and Simon Sinek can do that to me and, and start with why I really felt like that's what he did there. But in this book, for whatever reason, and I haven't read his um, uh, Leaders Eat Last uh, book, and it's nothing against him personally. I just, there's some philosophies and ideas that he has in here around being a business owner that I don't totally agree with that I think is a flawed, more of a, for lack of a better phrase, woke idea of leadership and isn't rooted in any type of, um, practicality is probably not the right word, but, um, longevity of business. But the concept around the whole book is still good enough that I wanted to share it with you to recommend it. So that's just my personal opinion. Uh, But I think that the infinite idea, thinking more infinite as opposed to finite is very important. So The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek is the next book. Okay, the book coming up next and our last one in our Improve Your Business Acumen 
is a little tiny book called Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. This is the same author of Who Moved My Cheese, which many of you probably know. And Peaks and Valleys is a really great quick book. I'm telling you, if you read this or listen to it like I did on like one and a half speed, you're going to be done in a couple of hours. Easy. Just take a, a if you're on a road trip or if you're taking a, a drive to if you drive to work, it's like an hour and back. You can probably re- finish this and, and drive there back in one more drive. Uh, but what it is all about, it's about it's an allegory story and it's about understanding how to really uh, be positive and and get as much as you can out of the good times in your life as well as the bad. So right now in 2020, as a lot of people have been in lots of struggles, how can they learn just as much during these struggling times as they would during the good times? Now, what's very interesting is if you think about a lot of human nature, oftentimes both of those don't end up being opportunities for people to learn because when things are going great, we tend to not really be thinking about how to learn more and how to how to how to take uh, inventory of our life while things are going great. And when things are going bad, then we're all just we're just focused on fixing the bad. We're so focused on in the panic mode or the you know the the overstress mode that we don't actually take inventory the way that we should during the bad times. It's usually right after the bad times done, and you're hoping that there's a good you know peak about to happen that then you're like okay. Now I finished through that or I got through that, I'm going, or, or maybe you just hit rock bottom. So Peaks and Valleys is a really uh, great uh, quick read from Spencer Johnson. I highly recommend it. Okay. I'm going on next to required reading in my humble opinion. These are required readings in my humble opinion. Okay. So I believe there are certain books that as a business owner, you absolutely must read. And then if you have people in your office that are any type of sales managers or sales people, marketing directors, um, office managers, they should be reading these books too. So my very first book is a brand new book. What's been out for like maybe I want to say two months, maybe two, maybe three from uh, Woody Woodward. It's called Drive Sales, Five Secrets to Increase Sales by 400%. So Willie Woodward is actually a friend of mine. He's an amazing guy. I've known him for probably, uh, oh gosh, at least a decade. And this is a brand new book he brought out. He teaches sales across the country for like, um, for sales, sales for sales, sales for um, automobiles, sales for um, insurance, sales for real estate. He's just a huge trainer. And he's he's created the system Drive, D-R-I-V-E, to help you understand what is your buying personality and what are the people, what is the buying personality of people that are in front of you. So the premise is, is that we all have a specific personality on which we buy things. And therefore that's how we also sell things is based upon our personality. I equate it a little bit to the love languages stuff. If you haven't read the love languages by Dr. Chapman, basic idea is that we all receive love a certain way. And so oftentimes we're giving love in that way. And if the person we're trying to give that love to in that way, if that's not the way they feel love or see love, then you're missing the boat. Well, the same thing when it comes to your your sales personalities or your buying personalities. And so this book really breaks it down. Not only is this book so well done, I, I read this book in 24 hours. Like I haven't read a book in 24. I don't think I've ever read a book in 24 hours. I could not put this thing down. I was on a plane. I was on a trip across country. I read it the whole time on the plane. Uh, I got into the hotel room. I couldn't, I, I went to a pen. Not only is it, is it a really great read with great information, but uh, for those of you that are seeing this on, um, uh, on, on YouTube, I mean, it's full color. It's a full color book, not one or two pages, but every page pretty much has color or graphics on it. I mean, I can't believe the, um, the money that he put into this book. It's crazy. So it's really, really great book. You can get this book on Amazon or at his, I'm going to put this out there for him because uh, you can get some uh, upgraded stuff. You can get some really cool stuff at drivesalesbook.com. So highly recommend that book by Woody Woodward Drive by Woody Woodward. Okay. uh, The next book is not a book that I have with me, but it's a book that I recommend and I'm going to talk about it because unfortunately, uh, he just passed. So Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. 
truthfully, this is a book I read, I want to say five, six years ago. But when he passed, I broke it out again and I, I, I read through it uh, on, in different areas and just because I was uh, sad that he had passed away in such a tragic way as well. But Tony Shea was the CEO of Zappos.com for a while. He retired, I want to say a year or two ago. And this book really just nails it with uh, how to create a culture you want in your office, how to really create the great customer service, how to um, uh, think outside the box when it comes to how you lead. And I remember when I first read this book, it, it caught me from the beginning because he says in there that the book will be full of grammar and spelling errors, and he's keeping him in there just to drive his uh, high school teachers crazy. And that really resonated with me because I have dyslexia and I don't spell well, and this, this is great. It's one of the most terrifying things about uh, writing a book and releasing the book is, you know, here, judge my baby. And I know people are going to find, even though I have an a editor, even though I have Shannon look through it too, and she's an amazing speller. I know there's going to be mistakes in my book. So that he said that it really resonated with me. So Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea is highly recommended. Great book. Again, this is in the required reading section. So I hope you see how important that is uh, for you to read. The next book is a book called The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Now, uh, here's the legend, the story, if you will, is that Keith Cunningham is the rich dad in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote that and Keith Cunningham is the person he's talking about in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now Keith Cunningham also lost $100 million in his business and an extra 50, just the boot, and had to gain that back up again. As he says, you know, the type of people who lose $100 million plus an extra 50, that's a very special and exclusive club. And uh, this book, The Road Less Stupid, um, one thing I, I love about this book is that it's not a linear book. You can read any chapter at any time and it doesn't take you out of the context of what's going on. But it's so easy to understand, knock you in the head, makes total sense information. And I, I read through that book twice as well. That's another book that I've read through twice and I'll probably go back again a third time because he's just got it. Like so smart, so much good information. There's not a single chapter in there that you're like, wah, wah. No, it's all good stuff. The chapter on culture is huge. That's not about the stuff that you do, that like the things, that, that, that the perks you give people, totally right on the nose. And uh, the chapter on Help me understand, like when people are not doing their jobs and how do you approach them to get more more from them or more information from them, that the phrase help me understand is brilliant, let alone, there's another one, another piece in there. I know I'm talking a lot about this one, but I really like, The Road Less Stupid is seriously required reading. Uh, the area in there where he talks about um when you have a problem person in your office that you can keep that problem person. You just have to decide how big of a check you want to write because that's what you're literally doing is you're writing a check every day that you keep that problem person. You're writing a check for that problem, right? So it's, it's great stuff. There's nothing that I'm everybody go get that book right now. The road less stupid. All right. The next book is another great book. And by the way, I also wanted to say that I had the, I've had the privilege privilege of meeting Keith Cunningham twice now, just a great guy, really uh, like just salt of the earth type person. I love it. Uh, Never Split the Difference is my next book. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Many of you have heard about this. I just mentioned his business partner earlier in the last section. Never Split the Difference, uh, negotiating as if your life depended on it. Chris, again, is somebody I've, I've had the pr pleasure of talking with and having a couple of conversations with in our mastermind. And he was a former FBI hostage negotiator, one of the top in his class, one of the top of his field. And now he's talking about how you do not want to split the difference. It's not about a 50-50. It's about making sure that you negotiate in a way that you are getting what you want from the deal by using tactical empathy and understanding other people's point of view, where they're from, but never split the difference. Always, always, always get what you need out of that, uh, that conversation. 
And I have used a ton of his techniques, ton of his uh, verbiage to really see the difference. Uh, one of my most famous stories that I love to tell is he talks about uh, when you are asking for something from someone to approach it as a bigger deal than it probably is so that in their head, they're making it, you know, they're expanding it. And then when you actually say what it is you want, it gives them a relief and they're willing to give that to you. So he, he suggests, or I don't know if he even challenges to do this when it comes to uh, late checkouts in hotel rooms. And so I had just been to this event with Chris, heard him talk about this and I went, you know, I'm going to try this out because I needed a later checkout. And I call downstairs and I say to the, the lady, she answers it. And I said, oh my gosh, you're going to kill me when I tell you what I need from you. You're going to tell, uh, sorry, well, you're going to kill me when I tell you this. I'm so sorry. And she immediately, she goes, oh no, what did you do? Now you can imagine in her head, right? She's, this is a hotel. So she's probably thinking, she's probably seen some crazy stuff or at least heard some stories of some crazy stuff, right? Seeing a dead body, something like that. And I went, I am going to need the latest checkout you can possibly give me. And she goes, I mean, you can hear the relief in her voice and her energy. And she goes, oh, um, yeah, how's four o'clock? Now, I was looking for like a noon, you know, and she goes, how's four o'clock? And I went, uh, yeah, that'll be fine. Now, I didn't even need it till that time. I checked out, I think, like at two, only because I had that much more time. But she gave me that because I used, and so right away I was sold. I, I was a believer right in that moment. So Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. I know many of you have this book. I know many of you probably have not read the book. Go ahead and get that book. It is awesome. All right, the next book is uh, Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Okay, so there's actually two books I'm gonna put right here. I'm gonna put Persuasion and Influence in the same one because they're both by Robert Cialdini. It's called The Psychology of Influence and Persuasion and then Persuasion, A Revolutionary Way to Influence and Persuade. Okay, this this is a non-negotiable. Like there is no reason any of your salespeople or marketing people or even yourself should not have read Persuasion and Influence because it just helps you understand how people work and how you can use that in your marketing and in your offers. And it if, if you're creative enough, if you're thinking outside the box enough, you will come up with a ton of different ways where you can use this in your marketing. I, I use it all the time. I use it all the time when it comes to how I come up with ideas for my clients and different methods and strategies that they can use to get their clients to say yes. And, you know, influence goes through uh, some really great psychological ideas of uh, how to help people feel scarcity, help them feel uh, the sense of urgency, all of those. And then persuasion takes it to a whole new level. There's some great stories in here. Persuasion is one of those books that I have read. I think three times. I want to say three, if not four. And uh, Influence is, is the beginning of all of this stuff. The great story around Influence is that Influence actually didn't do well when it first came out. But then about, I want to say three or four years later, according to Robert, uh, again, I was able to be at an event with him, two events with Robert. And he, it just started being picked up in schools and colleges and started gaining momentum. And that's where he was able to write Persuasion because it kind of started ticking along and doing really well. As a matter of fact, he's supposed to release another version of Influence, an updated version of Influence. And he was supposed to do it this year. So I think COVID might have pushed it to next year. But I'm excited to see that updated version with brand new uh, information and studies that they use. And everything's based upon scientific studies and research. So I love it. I think it's great. All right, coming down the wire here, we have uh, the this last book in this section is a book that is probably unexpected for some of you, but I believe it is necessary for every single TC, and it's called Yes And, Lessons from Second City. It's written by Kelly Leonard and Tom Yorton, and this is based, these are the guys who uh, started the Second City Improv Group in Chicago. And the reason why I put this in here is because in your business, you've got to learn how to improvise. And as salespeople, I often say you need to be a chameleon inside of what you do. You need to be able to really connect with every single type of person that you're meeting with. And so 
you have uh, to be able to use the yes and method. Now, yes and, what that is, is that in, in improv, whenever you see improv, like if you've seen uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway or any type of improv show, one of the rules is that you build on top of what you just heard by saying yes and. So if somebody says, oh my gosh, uh, there are Martians attacking our our, our world and they're, um, they're invading our bodies. Well, your partner then has to go, yes and. Da, 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 you know, whatever. And he continues on with that. So that's a really great lesson inside of your business on how to improvise. So yes, and is a great addition to, and the last one in my required reading book list. Now, these last three books here, I'm coming to the end here. I hope you've enjoyed this so far. I hope you got a lot of ideas. I hope this has been uh, an episode worth your while, our 100th episode to go through all of these books that I've read this year or reread, I should say this year. And, um, and giving you some ideas or some input on where you should go for what books you should be reading inside of your business. These last three books are all fiction. Well, actually, I just realized two of them are fiction. No, one of them is fiction. Uh, one of them is a, uh, almost like a biography and the other one is an autobiography. So, wow, I, I did that wrong. Uh, in that sense. So this is the category, this is random category. Let's call this random category. So I don't read a lot of nonfiction books. Usually I'll pick like one non-specific vision uh, business book a year that I'll read. And I'm a huge 80s nerd. And so this year my book I uh, read was Ready Player Two by Ernest Cline, uh, the sequel to Ready Player One. I'll tell you, it wasn't as good as the first one. Um, two things that I was not a huge fan of was there was a lot of what, what's called woke writing, meaning you got to put in some woke references to transgenderism or non-binary fluid and all this other stuff that I don't have a problem with that if it serves the story. And it had zero to do with the story whatsoever, other than some really kind of gratuitous woke stuff at like various points in the book that really didn't make sense. Also, the story wasn't as strong as the last one. Our, protag our protagonist, Wade Reed, uh, Wade Reed, Wade Watts, uh, not related to me, um, he kind of has become a jerk. And you really, oh, sorry, I forgot to put this up here. And you, you, you at the beginning, aren't really rooting for him because of the kind of jerky person he's turned into. And by the end, you just kind of accept it and you go along for the ride. It's not bad. I like listening to the audio on this by Will Wheaton. He is the, uh, the uh, he reads the book and he does a great job with the way that he uh, is enthusiastic reading reading it. So it's still got a lot of really cool, crazy '80s wet references stuff that's really a lot of fun. Definitely not as good as the first book, but um, sure, it's 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 a good time. It's an it's an easy couple of day listen, uh, depending on how much you listen to it. The next book is by Steve Martin, and it is Born Standing Up. Let me take the other one away. Born Standing Up by Steve Martin. I love Steve Martin. I'm a huge fan of his. And to listen to his autobiography about how he did what he did and the way he lived his life, it was awesome. One of the things that I just have so much uh, respect for Steve about is he talks about in here at one point he was doing he was so huge. He was selling out like stadiums for these comedy events. And he recognized that no matter what he did, people were laughing. And as a comedian, he was like, Ooh, that's dangerous. Like I want to know if it's actually good and if it's worthy of the laugh yet. Some people, I, I think most people around me, no matter what I'm doing, they're going to laugh at it. So he gave it all up. He quit everything and he went into more of the writing, the movies type thing so that he could get that muscle back again. And I just thought that was super respectful and really good for him because I think there's a lot of people who milk their celebrity or their um, their status without actually you know checking in and, and learning and growing from that. So that's a great book. And the last book on my list is a book that was horrifying, uh, harrowing. Um, it was a lot of fun and just exciting to listen to. It's called Endurance and it's Shackleton's Incredible Voyage. And if you've ever heard the story of Shackleton and his crew that got stuck in the, um, in the Arctic as they're trying to, uh, circumnavigate that, 
that um, and and what they went through, man, it was powerful. So this was uh, by Alfred Lansing, and I actually listened to the audio uh, audio of this one, and such a great story of adversity and struggle. And if you, you know, I, I actually started reading this right at the beginning of COVID because somebody recommended it, saying, you know what, it's a great book to understand yourself and understand, you know, what you can do in times of struggle, uh, struggle and challenge. So. That is Endurance. Great book. Really well done. Um, it's it's just, I can't believe what people put themselves through and what the human spirit does and how, you know, when you are put to the test, how hopefully you have the, the, the wherewithal to rise up. And that's definitely what that whole crew did for Shackleton and his crew. So great read there. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode where I go through my, I think there's 23, 23, 24 books on here that I go through uh, that I read this year that I really have enjoyed and have helped me grow my business, grow my knowledge in the um, in my uh, skill set of what I do to help my clients out. I'm a firm believer. By the way, if you know me and if you know my story, Dino reading books like this was not something that happened when I was a younger person. In high school, I would, boy, I would struggle to read any books. I remember having to read Grapes of Wrath, and that was about it, because I, I didn't read very well in my dyslexia. And so that brings me all the way back to the very first book I talked about here. Go get Limitless by Jim Quick. And no matter how well you read now, how fast you read, this is a great book on helping you learn to learn. And it's really, really powerful. But thank you for letting me share this with you on our 100th episode. And thank you again for being a subscriber to this podcast. We are always trying to bring you the best information possible. And just like today, just like every single day, and for the next 100 episodes after this, my goal here is to help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable in every episode, every aspect of your life and business. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode with Derek Gaunt, episode 101. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.